called me Carson Chose, the host. And then Carson like takes off his glasses and puts on sunglasses and like bad to the bone starts playing. Oh my God. He's like, she's like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, well now I can say that the number one porn star in the world wanted to take me out on a date. And I said, no, and that's funny. <sighs> so good. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'm embarrassed. Oh my God. It was the funniest article I've ever read in my entire life. I watched a couple of compilation videos on YouTube. I've got it all figured out. You're listening to the No Big Banana Podcast. Welcome back to the No Big Banana Podcast. My name is Charles. My name is Justin. And I was thinking, I want to make a fighter. Okay. No, take it back. Take I want it to back. Make, take it all back. I, I want to take a Welcome bar. to the No Big Banana Podcast. I want to take... Take two. I, take three. Welcome back to the No Big Banana Podcast. I want to My make, name is Charles. Welcome back to the No Big Banana Podcast. My name is Charles. <laughs> My name is Justin. Hell Listen yeah. to me. Yeah. I want to make a barbarian whose name is Wizard. <laughs> and, <laughs> and everywhere he goes, he gets pissed off because inevitably people are like, oh, you're a wizard, huh? They just assume that he's a, that he can cast His name spells. should be Harry. So the people will be like, you're a wizard, Harry. Oh, my God. No. Like his, like his name is Wizard Harry? Yeah. Harry is his surname. Yeah, yeah. So he's Wizard Harry. Yeah. The Barbarian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would be really yeah. fun. Oh, this weekend we're playing our Western. Oh, shit. And I, did I tell you about the campaign that I'm going to be doing for Halloween that uh, I want you to play? I think you had mentioned it. I am... I I'm gonna fuck shit up, dude. Yeah. If you it's think get weird. you know about vicious DMs, let me tell y'all something. I'm gonna run a three-five campaign, and I'm allowing everyone to be level twelve Gestalt. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's some OP shit right there. Yeah, don't worry, <laughs> it'll be bad. It'll be fine. Well, I was reading an article today about the differences between the three-five and the five E Tarask, and it's way more than like what I originally thought. There's a lot of differences. What? I guess some of it makes sense because, like, some stuff doesn't exist anymore. So, like, the idea of... Okay, so it had spell it had spell resistance in mm-hmm. that, like, if you were a caster and you cast in 3-5, if you cast a spell on it, you had to roll a d20. And you had to beat... I think it was a DC 32 to even hit. Fuck. And so, <laughs> yeah. There was, like, a very low chance of you Does even... Does a nat 20 work? Even I don't know. Even <laughs> And then it does it. And then it, and then it had damage immunity. I think its melee damage immunity was fifteen. Jesus. So like, if you dealt sixteen damage, you dealt one damage. Jesus Christ. And then also, I think with its reviving, it's different because they both share the same attribute as to them being that once the Tarask is killed, like it can never really be permanently killed. It just goes away mm-hmm. temporarily and comes back. Right. But evidently when it comes back in, it's stronger. Um, it comes, no, when it comes back in 5e, it's like normal healing to come back. But in, uh, in three, five, it heals 40 points around. <laughs> so <laughs> so if it came back, You'd rightly be fucked. There isn't there isn't there another like there there's a there's a monster that exists. It's it's like um it comes to the material plane and then when you kill it it gets sent back to like the nine hells and then you have to like do something special to actually like get it to stop coming back because it'll just keep reforming and coming back. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, probably. It it sounds like five e the way that they went around because obviously something like that is not player friendly for a lot of people that are <laughs> yeah. for a lot for a lot of things now let me ask you this because like in 3-5 legendary actions is it the same kind of thing as they do in 5e where it's like 
a creature can have like legendary. Oh, you know what? Now that you say that, maybe uh, now I'm realizing it that realizing that that's an actual mechanic in terms of it being like them having a limited number of those. You know, now that you say that, I don't remember that in three five. I don't might... think I think the creatures in three five were only limited to like whatever they could do. There wasn't like a they could only do this a certain amount of times. Right, because I think that's what they did for like they, that might be why the Tarasque seems like nerfed in comparison. It yeah. might have like some legendary resistance where it's like once per round it can just like shut down all damage. Yeah, or something like that, where it's like instead of it just being like, okay, well, you have to roll a 32 to fucking hit this thing. (laughs) Instead, it's like once per round, it can like just undo the damage or something. I don't know. I I don't know the the difference between 3.5 and 5e too well. Okay, so this is the Reddit post about it. Um, It has a higher CR than the 3.5 Tarask. Does it really? It seems bizarre. Yeah, but I mean, CR in general in 5e is bizarre. That's fair. 5e avoids the laundry list of resistances and immunities that stronger creatures such as the Tarasque have in 3.5. The 5e Tarasque isn't immune to disease or ability damage. The 5e Tarasque also lacks damage reduction and spell resistance. Systems that don't exist in 5e. That's why. That makes sense. Yeah. DR and... Yeah, it was. it's not damage immunity. It's damage reduction. Gotcha. That's what it is. So yeah, they don't have DR or uh, spell resistance either. Uh, a 3-5 Tarrasque would subtract 15 from all physical damage. Wait, but, like, doesn't doesn't 5e have, like, immunity to a particular type of, like, damaging attacks? So, like, couldn't you have, like, a resistance to all physical and it would just cut the damage in half? So wouldn't that be, like, the same kind of thing? Like, so if you have, like, a resistance to bludgeoning damage and someone rolls an 18, you would only take 9 damage, right? Wouldn't that be the same as the the damage, like, reduction that... Yeah, but the difference is, is that it's just a flat DR. Right. It's not specific. But it, so okay. any physical damage that it takes, whether that's bludgeoning, piercing, I suppose you slashing, could just homebrew to make it so that all physical oh, forms... Yeah. You could have like the, yeah. the ultra drask like super aids. Um, just like the nothing's only, getting rid of that, boys. The only damage, the only time that it wouldn't subtract fifteen from physical damage <laughs> is if it was done with a plus six or better weapon. Fuck, which me. is fucking stupid. Um, you're like epic level at that point if you're even doing that. In which case, the Tarrasque wouldn't be terribly challenging. How do you epic, epic level in three five is like in like level thirty? How how do you feel about like max level campaigns? Like, cause I, I I get the feeling that like a lot of times D and D just in general is more designed for the the development of the characters. So like the the process of leveling up and slowly like reaching that pinnacle. But I feel like once you get to level twenty, there's not really much to do at that level. How do you feel about like max power campaigns? Well, like, I mean, max level campaigns, I should say. I don't, I don't have an issue with it in terms of like getting in and out and telling your story and like structuring it in such a way where um, the levels make sense. But let, as, as someone who has played epic levels, it, you do get to a place where it's not really fun. Yeah, it's like we're gods. But, you know, another part of that issue is like what I was saying last week about how, or maybe the week before, oh, was about that how week they before? need was here so oh yeah talk so to politics yeah. the uh no we did would you rather oh yeah that was yeah, really fun that was fun I do the, enjoy um, what I was saying a few weeks ago about how part of the problem that I have one of the problems I have with 5e is that they, there has not been enough supplemental material material published right and it's been out for six years yeah. so um, that said like in 3.5 you could get away with getting crazy I mean I just told you confidently that I'm gonna allow my my party that I DM to be level 12 gestalt characters yeah. like there there is enough supplemental material in 3.5 to accomplish that right and I mean 
mean, I guess I guess I would say the the difference is, is that Five E kind of requires you to homebrew rather than providing supplemental material for your homebrew. If that makes right. sense. So like instead of having a, a catalog of you know. Uh, book of exalted deeds you know they don't you have to kind of like homebrew it and make it your own which i guess like potentially for someone who's more into kind of having that really detailed work you can do it but it doesn't lend itself easily to that kind of play style yeah no it doesn't i think that uh 5e like the wizards approach with five like wizards of the coast approach with 5e is one that you see in a lot of companies where you can get you know they say you can get good fast or cheap pick too right they it's like represent, being a tall man like in getting t-shirts that are like lengthwise widthwise or like uh like actual sleeve length you get to pick two of those yes so um with 5e i think that it's like it's more about acquisition it's clear that 5e was designed for new acquisition to Mm -hmm. be heavily reliant upon new acquisition and you know no shade they're a company they have to make money like and and they figured out how to do it with 5e they did very well especially when you consider the blunder that was fourth edition but i think that the difference is is that like in three five and and like the expansions surrounding it because you got to remember three five was an adjustment from third edition nobody ever talks about third edition no because there was a lot of wonky shit with it and then three well dude i hear people talk more about ad and d than third edition is ad and d second edition yeah because third because third edition really wasn't shit until it became three five and then once it became three five and there was the expanded universe around it it was evident that what was being generated at that time was service to the existing players there right. didn't seem to be much of a push for new player acquisition. And so when you bring in the idea of new player acquisition, you have to do things like water it down and, you know, not necessarily make it worse, just make it. It's like I've said before. It's making it a different game. Well, and I've said before, I think that what they did is they looked at what worked in 3.5 and then just cooked that into 5e. Yeah. I can't tell you how many conversations I have with people who have exclusively played 5e. And I'll say stuff like, oh, man, I had this character that could do this and that. And they're like, oh, yeah, uh, level four warlocks can do that. And it's like and I'm like, that took me like two multi-classes, a prestige class and like 15 levels to accomplish. And like now you can just do. And that's great. But it's just it's it's evident that there's a difference in the direction. And, you know, again, you got to make money. You can't just like make art for the sake of it and expect to eat. Right. Bottom bottom line matters. Yeah. You know, given given that 5e tends to to show a more and again again, this is just solely for like acquisition of new players is much more role play heavy they kind of eliminated that seems to be more like you know again we've talked about how like they've streamlined the process for the actual battle in terms of like making it so that it's a more heavily role-playing game yes um you know, which again, it depending on how you look at it, could be a better, or could be a net positive or a net negative. Yeah. You know, like it just depends on. But I, but I think, at the end of the day, that you know, there's not like in in my eyes, and this is as somebody who's only ever really like spoken to you about three five, and only ever played like I think one campaign in three five, and then like two or three in five e. Yeah. With a huge. I played 3.5 in like middle school. So yeah. like I didn't actually play 3.5. You yeah. know what I mean? So like for me, just hearing the differences, I would say like it almost feels like they're two completely different games. Yeah, in a way they are. I think that 3.5 paved the way for um, because as many differences as there are. It's like are, NWA versus Migos, you know? 
Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know, Amigos made it much easier for people to like get into the game because you just better, 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 better. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, you know, it's funny because like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't diss Five E so hard as you to, should name as, this as to refer to them as Migos. You should name this NWA versus Migos. <laughs> okay. Um, I actually like. I had an idea for a campaign. I would say Five E is more like Drake. You said that before. because people like Drake. Yeah, people love Drake, but... and like I might not like him or think that he's you know super. I know great, in that five A blank, <laughs> but I can respect him for what he is, and I understand that a lot of people really like. Sure, him. yeah. Although I don't respect him for talking to teenage girls. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> that's a real thing that happened. Yeah. Funnily enough, around Stranger Things, which has to do with D and D, so <laughs> six degrees of, of separation there. Um, you wanted to run a campaign. Yeah, I wanted to write a campaign. Um, and like my, my idea was not that like I had an original idea. I just kind of wanted to take the world of Bloodborne and make it into a D and D campaign because I really like the setting of Yarnum. Yeah. And so like, but the thing about it was I was trying to like, I've been, I've been thinking about this for a while now and I'm trying to decide whether or not like, cause the whole point of Bloodborne is this very quick combat oriented, um, where like Dark Souls, it's like sister game like you you could almost say like bloodborne is like a, a cousin twice removed right yeah. like it's the same family but not really right um and the thing is, is that like dark souls is very much like um kind of like 3d zelda where it's like you block and you wait for the right opportunity to attack whereas like bloodborne's more like the original legend of zelda where it's like you just go and swing him yeah um, yeah you know what i mean so it's like there's a difference in in design there where like because you get health back when you hit somebody like there's like a when you take damage the bar will go down but there'll still be like a faded out version where your bar was and if you do enough damage in that time you can get all that health back so it focuses primarily on you like getting into the fray fighting and like hitting um which is the only thing where like i've been like kind of mulling around in my mind whether i want it to be like with combat kind of having it be geared towards like very quick like one-on-one fights or like you know kind of set like because i i feel like 5e doesn't really play to that style as well um or maybe it does i don't know but like i feel like it would just have to be like every character would be like a variant of a fighter because they mostly use like guns and and regular weapons like well part of the problem i think in um and it's one of the things that i've actually noticed is that i think that um there there is a downside to having streamlined the other classes to encourage people to play them in terms of incentivizing them with their ability to hold their own and do damage right like part of the appeal of at least for me and this is just was in my experience in three five was that you were playing a part but you were a part of something bigger you were a part of the party right and so in 5e it almost feels like if you wanted to you could pick any class and run a solo campaign really successfully yeah and probably not die you couldn't do that with a bard in three five, or even a wizard in three five, unless you were got unless you started at high le- higher level. Because yeah, because like even bards, like if I like, I mean, with with all the different like offensive spells, like even like you know, because like I think that there's also a lot of like at least for me, there was kind of a, a misconception there between like what I assumed a cleric was from like playing video games and stuff, right? As to what a cleric is in D anD. Um, I wasn't really like aware that clerics like you don't really have to 
take any healing spells. Like, oh, you don't, no. You really don't need to. Yeah, but see, in 3-5... Like, lay on five, hands, you're good. But see, that's the thing, is that in 3-5, that's what the cleric was built around. And so, you know, it's like with the paladin, you know, forcibly being lawful good. It's like, there were characters that were written as parts, as opposed to just like... And again, it's about new player acquisition. You want people to want to play a wizard. It's difficult yeah. to make somebody want to play a wizard in 3-5 unless they've played before, because they're really, really fucking squishy for, like, the first seven or eight levels yeah you've got like 12 hit points <laughs> right but if you're part of a party where you have a tank that's taking damage and you have dps with a rogue or a ranger then you can afford to just sit in the back and pop off shots yeah but in 5e i think that because it lends itself to like more participation from a combat perspective is mage armor a thing in 3-5 um yeah i think so but I don't think that it was as easy as it is in 5e yeah, to get five or to just, use. I think it's like first level. You get mage armor. And it's just like your con plus four. Something like that. So like it's just boop, 14 AC. Um, I think mage armor was a spell. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a. It's a spell in 3.5. I think in 5e it's like a level. I, I don't think it's a cantrip. But I think it's a level one spell in, in 5e. It's a level one in 3.5. Oh. Um, yeah, but they were so squishy. They're not as squishy in 5e, I don't think. I think that their hit die are bigger. Maybe. I don't know. I might be no, talking about my I think, ass. I think the hit die is still d6. But even still, like, I guess what I mean is that in 5e, you can you can be offensive with anything, and that's not really the case in 3.5. Like, which is funny, because I saw a meme earlier, that, like, earlier this week that was talking about, like, it was basically, like, why are bards even casters yeah and then i was like wow if you think that from the 5e bard then let me show you over here into yeah. this room with three five because the bard in 5e is in my opinion way more viable oh for in sure. terms of survival and small parties in three five if you don't have at least a party of five you're just offering yourself up for sacrifice if you play a bard yeah Bards are reserved for large parties that are large and three five that are large enough for protection. You couldn't run a fucking three party, a three person party, and one of them be a bard in three five. That's suicide. Yeah, I mean, but you can do that in five e. Yeah, I mean, I think I think part of the thing is that like with a bard, at least in five e, their their selection pool for what they're capable of doing is just absurd. Like, they get pretty much access to, like, whatever you can think of. You know, like, they, there's even, like, Tasha's Hideous Laughter at level one. They've got, like, Thunderclap at level one. Like, yeah, you can you can make your way around as a bard without having... Like, I mean, I think with, with bards, and I might be wrong on this in 5e. I don't know how it is in 3.5. But, like, even just, like, doing, like, um, like inspiring someone... Oh, the bardic inspiration. Yeah, it's like it's like well, a well. The difference it's a in bonus. the difference in five e is the and it actually wasn't even as good. I actually think that the the five e bardic inspiration is way better. Yeah, because in in five in three five it was a flat bonus. Oh, interesting. So and you had to be within like range of being able to hear me. Oh, and by the way, that wasn't just like a thing you could do. Like in five e, it's a bonus action to yeah. just give someone a d six or a d eight. Yeah. In three five, I think I had five, to be you can do it actively yourself. playing. 
That means that I can't do anything else. Oh, yeah. In fact, it became a bonus later when I got the animate instrument ability and I could animate my own instrument so that I could do things. Yeah. And you could stack the bonuses. So that was cool is they could stack. But at the same time, like, I would be, you know, if I was on a battlefield as a bard, I have to be actively playing my instrument or singing, meaning that I can't do anything else. If I stop that, the bonus goes away. But oh. if I continue to do it, the bonus stays. Yeah, I think in 5e, it's just like, I cast inspiration. Yeah, no, it's just a bonus action to just turn, give it to someone. And then their next turn, they just get a bonus roll. Yeah. Yeah. And they get an extra D6, or and then it goes up to a D8. But yeah. in 5e, it's just like a plus one. That's wild. Or a plus two. That's wild. Like, it's basically just like, yeah, but the cool news is, is that anybody within the aura is affected. So oh, okay. you actually, so and this is what I mean about like having a jo- larger party, party versus like individuals, like yeah. the bard and the party. Yeah. Granted, all you can do is stand there and play your instrument, but everyone that's within your range is getting a plus one to their attack play or, their, uh, or their damage or their bonus or the, or if their you're AC. doing, if you're doing uh for Halloween, I'll do a bard barian. Oh, dude! Install barbarian. Do it. I'll do that shit. Twelve levels. It's you're gonna. It's gonna knock your socks off. <laughs> I can't. How wait. fucking unfair you can make these characters in three five. So, anybody out there, watch us this Saturday when we play Sidewinder Recoiled. Shameless plug. That's the name of the Western game that we're playing. It's gonna be really fun. Would it be a shameless plug? I mean, it's we're robbing a train. Fuck yeah. By the way, all plugs should be shameless. Yeah. If you're doing a plug that's shameful, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Yeah. And why would you even admit I'm to that? I'm a plug like, Belle Delphine. Right. I'm so ashamed for this, but <laughs> also it's like, I'll hey man, I'm not Jeff Bezos, right? I'm just bell. trying to make some plug money so I can keep plug making that things. So uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NoBigBanana. Send us emails at FuckThatBell at no, gmail.com. Send us emails at NoBigBanana at gmail.com. FuckThatBell at gmail.com. Gee whiz. BigBanana.com. You're a wizard, Harry the Barbarian. Yeah. Wizard Harry the Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah.